wasn't like, no, we're, you know, we're butchers, we don't make sauces or condiments. Um, it, it was sort of like anything's a possibility, anything's an option, you know? No, no stone left unturned. We're, we're hard workers over here and we want to create a good thing. And if it's a good idea, I'm, I'm all for anything, really. This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. We produce flavour. That's a very nice mission statement from Killer Condiments' Nathan Creary, a shop fitter turned farmer turned butcher turned condiment king. We dig in with Nathan and learn the story of the home-style chimichurri that customers loved so much that he turned it into a jarred product, first as a side hustle and now as a growing business. My name's Nathan Creary. Um, my company is Killer Condiments and um, we, we produce flavour. That's, that's um, I suppose, the, the easy, simple one word of, of what Killer is. We, we own a few butcher shops. We, we operate a few butcher shops. Um, and, and with that, um, we were sort of pre-COVID selling everyone else's condiments and sauces and whatnot. Um, and me and one of my chefs, um, well, we, we both used chimichurri on the weekends when we when we cooked at home, and and so we just started making it in house and and having it there for customers to to complement the the meats that they were buying. Um, one thing led to another, and we were sort of making hot sauces and soy dressings and all sorts of things. And um, and and it, although it wasn't killer at the time. It, it was a, a range of sources that we sold at Farmgate. It it, it led to it, that's where it started. That's where that's where Killer started. Um, it, it sort of got to a point. I was probably scrolling on Instagram or something, and noticed um, you know other other products that were similar uh, in the market that other you know butchers and and. Um, independence were selling and and i said to the guys i said to my team i said we we, we should everyone should have access to what we're doing and um and and yeah that was where killer was born um and and yeah we started from there it's you know like like all sort of startups and small business owners and business owners you know we've got lots of um stories and hurdles and hiccups and all that sort of stuff um um, yeah, and it's sort of the last. I think, I think it, we, we officially launched uh, at the Easter show this year. Um, but I think, I think I might have registered the business name two two and a half years ago, something like that. So between between running our businesses now and and getting this um, this little baby off the ground, it's yeah, that's I don't know, that's the time it's sort of taken to to get to where we are today. Nathan's butcher shops are a byproduct of his farming. The first Farmgate to Plate store opened eight years ago with the bywords premium, traceable, quality. And there are now two shops in Southern Sydney and deliveries all around the region. Nathan freely admits there are better people on the knives than him, including on his own staff, but he's always willing to jump in and chop some chops. We've got our, our three shops are located in the Sutherland Shire. Um, so Farmgate to Plate and a little uh, business called Fred's Providor. Um, uh, butchery started, uh, butchery started for me, I'm gonna say uh, nine, 10 years ago. 
um, me and my partner, uh, my business partner, um, bought a farm and we bought 40 cow and calves. We hadn't farmed before. I sold my house up in Sydney and we hadn't farmed before. And we bought 40 cow and calves, uh, cow, cows with calf um, on an online auction, um, which, is, which is sort of standard um, in the industry. Um, and they got delivered. And it's sort of like when you walk out of the hospital with, you, with your firstborn, um, you, you're straight away like, okay, we're farmers. What do we do now? <laughs> um, what was really cool that, you know, we're, we're hard works in our blood and we just, we just, we learnt and listened and self-taught and standard made mistakes and and next minute we had 400 ewes uh, a thousand hens uh, yeah with the ewes with lambs at foot and 400 hens and 40 had a cat uh, 60 had a cattle then we we're doing embryo transfer programs with um full blood wagyu uh embryos and and that then led to us going to farmers markets we had we had um we had a product that we needed to move and, and we put love into this product and we felt that it wasn't suitable for um, sending to auctions or sending to sale yards. So we, we, we went out to other butchers and the, the got, got butchers to prepare and cut and cry back and pack our meat and we went out to farmer's markets and um, I think it was the fourth butcher. I was talking to a friend in the industry and she said, Nat, we went through four butchers and then we decided to take it on ourselves and... And it was the fourth butcher that we went through, and we said, "Stuff this, let's do it." And um, and yeah, we, we got a we, we a butcher shop locally to us, which which is sort of our uh, was our first store, which we still have. Um, the guy the guy that was running it wanted to get out, and yeah, we took it over, and 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 that was eight years ago now. Um, I had no idea where. And I feel it was so naive. I had no idea where an eye fillet was on a body or how to make a sausage or anything. Um, and yeah, it felt like felt like I did three apprenticeships, like in the first three years. Like <laughs> it was it was crazy learning. And um, and yeah, so we've got a team of maybe thirty staff now across three sites. Um, we still do our original farmers market that we started with out at Sutherland. And um, and yeah, we home deliver and. Um, yeah, got a, we've got a really, really good team. We've got, a, we've got a bunch of legends that work for us now and and I'm not on the knives as much anymore, but if needed or if someone's sick or whatever, I'll, I'll always jump in and and um, do a day in the shop with the, with the guys. It's funny, like I've, I've always, I've all, I'm a shop fitter by trade. Um, I've always worked and hard, like, like any business owner, they'll tell you, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to be the first one in the last one out. It's, it's not easy and all that sort of stuff. And that just wasn't foreign. I was, I was all about that. Um, I grew up, my, my granddad had a farm down in Berry. I really wanted to um, c- continue that or relive that. Um, and, and, in, in starting up a biz, in starting up a business, um, everyone's got to eat. Um, but but I also felt like at the time I felt like the meat industry could uh, I felt like the meat industry could do better. I reckon in the last ten years it's changed uh, like quite significantly. Um, but at the time, I mean, at the time I hadn't heard about regenerative agriculture or. Um, yeah, I, I, I hadn't – it probably wasn't as uh, – the knowledge, the information maybe wasn't as publicly available or, um, yeah, around, um, whereas whereas now 
now I feel like it's in the last 10 years it's changed massively um, um, restaurants feature certain farms on their on their menus and I think it's great um, so but 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 yeah so that's I, I felt it could be done better I, I, that's that was sort of where it started and and farmgate started that way it's evolved a lot um, we only we I, I quickly couldn't produce enough meat um, for our butchery so we went out to local farmers um, we now still go out to farmers but we we've got some amazing brands that we work with as well and um and yeah we've got like a real a real selection of whether it's wagyu or whether it's grass-fed beef or or um we, we make all of our own small goods we make all of our own hams all around bacon in-house and whatnot and um yeah i, I don't know we, we, it started with wanting to put love back into put love into something and put love into into food which felt like um, it felt like it was an industry where customers were used to getting it off a shelf at a grocery store wrapped in plastic. Um, it started wanting to do wanting to do better. What do you need with meat? Clearly, you need yummy bits and pieces to spoon on the plate alongside it. Nathan tells the story of getting started with killer condiments. I had a I had a chef, a friend working for me, and. And we were in the kitchen one day. We we set up a kitchen. He 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 sort of had enough with the industry, and I saw him one day, and I said, "Oh well, do you want to? I'll, I'll set a kitchen up for you. Let's let's start doing something." He's like, "Dude, I've never butchered in my life," and I said, "That's all right. Never did I before." And um, I, I said, "Like I can I can teach you to do stuff." And full disclaimer, I'm I, there. There are my my team is way way better butchers than what I am, and it, and it is um, you know it's a craft, it's an art form. Um, I just do my best. Um, but but I said to him to come over, you know, and and that's that's not a problem that you hadn't done it before, you know, just right attitude sort of stuff, you know. And he came in, and you know, we we developed a, a, ready, a ready sort of meal range and all that sort of stuff, and and uh, yeah, as I say, like. We, we we cook at home and, it, and you talk with passion when you're talking to customers about what you do and how, how you do it you know and and we 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 always did chimichurri at home and and that was that was sort of where it started we 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 bought a heap of jars and didn't have a label at the time like it was that typical sort of origin story of you look back now compared to what we do now and lab testing and all sorts of things it was just so yeah, uh, underdone. I don't know, <laughs> um, but but yeah, we just we just did it in jars with no label. This is our chimichurri, and and it went great. And it and it literally it got to a point. One of my friends actually said to me, uh, where I, where I sort of knew it had legs. Um, a friend of mine said to me, I can't. My fridge feels empty unless it's got a jar of your chimichurri or crispy chili or whatever it was in it, and. Um, and that was when it sort of, I don't know, like something clicked and I was like, and, I, and, and again, you know, I saw, I saw, I saw, you know, the, the other businesses, you know, there was, there was so many products out there. I was like, well, why can't we be one of them? Um, and, and, and yeah, so the range far out, we've done some things like some different sources and, and basically the first four that, the, the, the four that we started with, with Killer were just the ones that sold the best in store. Um, We've got plenty up our sleeves, sort of thing, but you know, one of the, all in good time. Um, um, and yeah, so we opened up with the with the first four. We came up with the name. We wanted to be bold. We wanted to stand out on shelf, um, but not be silly. Like 
some hot sauce brands have, um, you know, standout names like, you know, Ring, ring Stinger and all sorts of things. Um, we wanted it to be bold and we wanted it to stand out on the shelf. Uh, and that's sort of where we came up with Killer. It describes what it is. They're, they're killer sauces. Um, they won't kill you, but they're killer sauces. Um, they're, they're full of flavor. Um, and so, yeah, we opened up with our, our chimichurri, um, uh, blood orange hot sauce, uh, crispy chili oil, which is all the all the sort of rage of late, and uh, sticky soy, which is a dumpling dipping sauce or marinade. Um they're super super versatile, you know. You can you can you can marinate with them. You can you can dip with them. You can they're a finishing sauce, all that sort of stuff. Um, and and of recent, um, I, I think um, for the fine foods, we've got two new products that we're launching next week. So we've got a pine lime hot sauce and a. We, we got told with Killer, our name represent like it. it we weren't hot enough. <laughs> we, we, we got, I wanted all of our sauces to be approachable, but we kept getting told we weren't hot enough. So this pine lime hot sauce is pretty hot, but we've done a supercharged crispy chili oil too, which, um, yeah, some people don't like. It's way too hot for them. <laughs> but, yeah. Chimichurri is the OG killer condiment, but what separates a great chimichurri from all the rest? Chimmy just elevate, freshens a steak. So for me, compared to the old school, um, you know, pepper sauce or mushroom sauce or whatever, which can be quite heavy, especially on uh, maybe a fattier steak uh, or a richer steak, um, the the vinegar in a chimichurri, um, along with the freshness of the herbs, um, it, it lightens the meal. It freshens up the it freshens up the steak. Um, what makes a good one? Um, I think I think balance. Um, I think I think a good balance between um, yeah, um, not not too much vinegar. I don't know. Everyone's got their own taste. Everyone's got their own um, uh, the way they do it. You know, you, you, we went to the we went we opened up. We launched as I said at the Easter show, and it's funny. It's such a broad cross section of customers and and people and. You know, one person's like Argentinian and they're like, give me, give me a taste of your chimmy and you sort of get the eyebrows like, oh, that's all right, you know, and it's like, fine, okay, we're on to a good thing, you know, and then and then you're on to someone else and it's like, oh, no, that's not for me, give me the sticky soy, like, it's it's really funny. Um, yeah, so for me, for me, it's balance, um, but, but yeah, I've, I've learned with Killer that everyone's got their own flavor, everyone's got their own, the, the way the way they like things, you know. And how do we have it? I simply have it next to my steak and dip it, dip it in. Um, but but I've got one of my guys here that, that works with us. He he um, like finishes his roast potatoes with it. So yeah, there's there's different ways you can different ways you can have things. Nathan isn't exactly new to running a business, but starting a condiment company is different to anything else he's done. He shares some ups and downs along the way including a brush with the Taliban. There are some funny stories. Um, so yeah, Killer started. Um, we, 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 we actually are using the jar now that we started with, but we did go through a range of like trialing all different, all different jars. We work with a, a, a um, supplier in Sydney now who's, who's across Australia and they've, they've been amazing um, um, in, in sort of being able to supply us and um, uh, work work with compliance too, like create create new 
parts of the jar new lids that that comply um they've yeah they've been amazing um um working with um sort of manufacturing partners we we weren't able to produce um it all in-house in the end um so being able to be there for every batch that gets made and sort of i suppose vet it and and okay it um which is amazing but i after eating so much chili all the time, your taste buds do go at the end of the day, which is something new to me. Um, yeah, uh, typical, you know, typical new business, like all, all the, the hurdles, like um, printing 12,000 labels and missing and, and spelling mistakes that you shouldn't, you shouldn't have let go and um, not being happy with the original design and then changing it last minute. And uh, we, I remember when we started, we had, um, we had the name Killer, uh, um, Killer Condiments. Um, you know, uh, going through the the whole the whole setup. So starting up, uh, cool. We got to get a website. I was like, fire it. How can I do it differently? Um, I wanted to be bold. I wanted Killer to stand out. And I said, oh, I said to myself, oh, why can't? I wonder if I can register Killer.af. Um, killer as fuck. And and I could. And it, and it worked and I registered it. Uh, about an hour later, I got an email from, and this is um, this was a couple of years ago, um, and I got an email from the Afghanistan um, domain department or something. And it was just as, um, I think it was like the Taliban took over like like the city or uh, over, over in Afghanistan. Like it was major news. And this Aussie guy has just registered killer.afghanistan in Sydney. <laughs> and, and I was freaking out. I was like trying to cancel the domain and no one would cancel it for me. Once you register it, you own it for a year apparently. And I was freaking out that the AFP would be looking into me and I'd be getting a knock on the door of a phone call. Anyway, fortunately, none of that happened. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I don't know, one of the funny stories that, <laughs> that happened in, in, in Killer's uh, startup. Um, yeah, early days. <laughs> anyway, killer.com now. <laughs> Killercondomist.com. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, and then, yeah, to batching and uh, producing. So, yeah, we work with HACCP accredited facilities now. Um, um, yeah, shelf life testing uh, through laboratories, all that sort of thing is, is pretty standard now. Um, um, and, yeah, I suppose probably, you know, the biggest thing like with buying a farm and not being a farmer um, is is learning is learning on, along the way, you know, and, and just working hard at working hard at understanding the process and um, and yeah, and, 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 and sort of pushing forward, um, working towards a preservative free, gluten free product that has two year, making sure that shelf stable, for example, and, and getting a two year shelf life out of the products. You know, there, there was a couple of like important factors that I wanted to to make sure that we we had with our products. Um, um, yeah, having having a shelf stable product was one of those things. I didn't I didn't want to have our our products in in jars needing to be refrigerated for us or for anyone who's reselling our product. You know, I wanted wanted it to be on the shelf front and center out of, out of a fridge um, in your face sort of thing. They're happy with the products, but getting them on retailers' shelves can be a slog. Who's handling that for killer condiments? 
And where does Nathan see the company going? So um, I've, I'm, I'm like really into businesses over here, so I don't really get a heap of time to, I, ha- I haven't been able to be like that one front for killer. Um, I'm sort of like the guy in the background at the moment, which is nice. Um, one of the boys, one, one of my mates, so um, my mate Dan um, is, is managing um, killer. Dan, um, Dan's like been on the, like really on the cold call, you know, and, and just sort of like really trying to get out there and introduce people to our product. Um, right now we're in, uh, I think it's close to 60 retailers up the, uh, we're, we're a few in Victoria, um, a few in Queensland and majority in New South Wales. Um, we... We have a distributor in Queensland and in New South Wales now that, that have recently come on board. Um, so yeah, probably in September. So um, five, we're five, we're sort of five months since launch in in um, at the Easter show. Um, so yeah, over the last five months, a lot, of, a lot of a lot of you know things don't kick overnight. Um, so we're out at farmers markets. Um, we're talking to. Um, we're, we're talking to, to businesses that have, you know, five or, or six stores, you know, um, 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 to their name. Um, we're, we're talking with uh, – we're not sure that majors is the way to go for us. Um, we, we really want to stay with uh, independence. Um, so, so that also means, you know, um, sort, of, sort of getting out there on the road and, and – spending time promoting and talking and sampling and I don't know um, get, getting the name out there getting getting the product out there um, so yeah 60 retailers at the moment um, which is great um, we've got uh, Brett Laws is sort of our, our ambassador within the butchery community um, and Brett's doing great he's on the Australian butchery team um, he loves to cook too so it's really cool i think he did like a pulled pork pine lime slider last night or something along those lines um so yeah it's really good having him on board and having people uh, people around us that believe in what we're doing um yeah so and then future wise where we're going uh we've got fine foods next week um I think we're booked in to, to do uh, meat stock early next year. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think other than that, it's just, it's just getting out there and getting, getting the name out there. From shop fitting to farming to butchering to condiments, Nathan sees business as a creative endeavour. What does he find most satisfying and rewarding? I've always really liked business. Um, I... I, I when I was yeah earlier earlier on, I couldn't have tell, told you exactly what what direction it would be, but it just I just knew that I loved business. Um, um, I love creating. Um, I love creating and showing um, create creating creating uh, things, whether it's products or stores or values or whatever that that our customers love. Um, and and not necessarily um, with with myself at the front, but I don't know. It's nice. It's nice having. I, I really like the fact that our team works for for businesses that is respected within the industry, maybe, um, but but has a customer base that 
a returning customer base that, that loves what we do. Um, I think it's, it's quite rewarding. Um, um, for the, it's rewarding for the team, um, which, is, which is in turn rewarding for me. The Killer Condiments business is only a few months old, but it's going extremely well, bouncing off a strong customer community and the drive of its founders. Nathan's can-do approach and relish for hard work and his relish for relishes has given the young enterprise a flying start. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.